How's it going? I'm Adam. I got the beard. <laughs> I was uh, lucky enough today to be sit down with a good friend of mine, Sean Jarvis. He's a uh, former law enforcement officer. He's a former uh, military veteran. He is a, um, a father, is a farmer. He is, we talked about everything, but we, the most important thing we talked about was firearms, firearm safety, um, you know, things that we were, we as a whole should probably take a listen to, not necessarily with any kind of agenda, but more of, you know, of open-minded fluidity. And that's something that we lack of sometimes when we talk just to talk and instead of listening, you know? Yeah. So it was good. It was a good conversation we had. It was something that you know, I think people should be interested in. He said, you know, it, it's important for education and just firearms training is, is key you know, if you're required to, if you are required to fill out that 10 day form or your, your background check, you should also be required to attend a class, um, some kind of educational, you know, three day or what, however long, you know, course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. I mean, there's so many things he hit on. There's so many, yeah. such a broad thing that, and, and, and it was such an educational thing. And we were very, uh, we were very lucky to get to talk to him, I think. Any questions? You guys got any questions? Please, please feel free. We'll pick uh, X amount of number. Uh, maybe you know, maybe yeah. four or five questions. We'll just dive into those questions. We'll answer them the best we can, and uh, we'll just you know retouch and see, you know, yeah. reach out to everybody and see what we can say. You know. Yeah, you can find Adam at Elements Divide on Twitter and on Instagram. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll how about we just listen to the Sean interview? Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Let's do this. Let's jump into this. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did. It was a blast to talk to Sean. Cool, man. Hell yeah, dude. Sean Jarvis, my man. How's it going, brother? Good, yourself? Dude, not too bad, dude. Tell me, now, I've been dying to talk to you more about this, dude. Threat dynamics. What's going on there, dude? Uh, right now, uh, I don't know if they're running right now with the current stuff going on with the COVID-19, uh, but prior to that, it's a uh, firearms training facility and a live fire range. They also have a retail uh, spot where they sell uh, anything farm related. Uh, they're a FFL, class three license. Uh, they have a fully automatic saw there if you want to shoot that. Um, What's really cool is they have a ton of classes um, from beginner to advanced, uh, as well as private lessons that you can take. And again, you can be a beginner or advanced shooter and uh, every instructor there brings something to the table that uh, you may or may not already know. So we could advance your firearms training uh, beyond just the advanced stage. So um, your, role, your role there is a trainer? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just right now. I'm just an on-call uh, firearms trainer there. Whenever uh, they have some staff going on vacation, stuff like that. Uh, I was previously the uh, uh, staff manager and a firearms trainer there, uh, full time. But yeah, I bet you've seen some gnarly weapons, huh? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes through those doors that I, I haven't seen uh, in my lifetime. So it's, it's pretty neat uh, being able to see a lot of that stuff. Oldest weapon. What's the oldest, oldest weapon? weapon? Yeah. Gosh. Um, seen a German Mauser from World War II. Oh, neat. Dang, dude. Hell yeah. What about what about the most impressive weapon? 
Um, the most impressive weapon I saw was a fully automatic HK-93. <laughs> that is a gnarly weapon, huh? Cal what's that caliber? That's the, uh, is that the 45 one? Is that uh, let's see, which one is that? I believe that is, I think that's 5.56. Five, if I remember correctly, I could, I could be wrong. It's oh. been a while since I shot that. Oh man, I, I'm just like, you know, I know we've been talking about this for uh, for a while. Um, Sean Smith is the one who actually introduced us, right? Yeah, it's been, man, it's been uh, years ago. I think you were with, uh, still with Mega Arms. Yeah. Uh, when we got introduced, yeah. Yeah, so we've been talking about, well, uh, we've been talking about now recently, I'll say probably about what, past couple of years, talking about maybe coming in there and doing some firearms training with you. I'm, yeah. I'm 100% stoked. I'm, I'm clear. I can do that now. I can shoot weapons. I can make loud noises <laughs> I'm, I'm super stoked as soon as this COVID-19 stuff is clear free and clear we're we're going to be meeting up we're gonna you know sit down shoot the shit you know do some more podcasts and talk some more and heck then, yeah and then you know I don't know maybe film maybe photo who knows what we're gonna do who knows but it's gonna be fun dude I'm really stoked about it heck yeah and then uh, another thing that Threat Dynamics has that uh, pretty much nowhere in Pacific Northwest has it's a uh, virtual training simulator it's a we have a 100 degree screen so a screen straight in front of you and a 300 degree screen so 300 degrees around you and they have uh shoot no shoot scenarios so you actually have a a, a glock 17 in there that shoot has a uh, co2 loaded uh magazine and it actually racks back and fires it just doesn't have the, the uh, loud boom and doesn't actually shoot a live uh firearm round out of it but uh, then we have a, a return fire belt, so if you get shot, you get shocked. So Ooh. pretty darn realistic. Uh, great training for anybody, just well anybody really. But uh, if you have your uh, concealed handgun license or concealed weapons permit uh, here in Washington, uh, it's fantastic training. Yeah, really, really uh, uses your mind to see. Oh crap! Yeah, this this happens so fast. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. So it's definitely some top tier training there. Yeah, you, you you'd think as a law enforcement um, officer that you wouldn't, uh, you would almost not be ready, no matter how much training you've had, huh? I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. The, you know, day one when I stepped in there, they they take all new employees through it and stuff, just to see where you're at. And I mean, I, I be honest with you, I got shot. I was I wasn't ready for it. So yeah, I mean, so it doesn't matter how much training you have if you're not training on that kind of stuff daily, it, it kind of gets out of your system. Wow. I imagine you, know, you got to stay on top of that every day. It's like you got to make it routine almost. You got muscle memory. You got to make all that. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's a it's a science. It's it's pretty insane. Uh, I mean, it gets deep. I mean, I'm talking to even breathing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Breathing is key. You you, you have to <laughs> breathe. Uh, if you don't have breath control, you're you're not gonna you're gonna shoot a little bit less than what you should have. All right, all right. Yeah. So it gets super super deep now. You guys are you guys are on the uh, from almost on the coast, correct? Uh, just past Portland. I I live on the coast. Uh, yeah, it's it's just past Portland, uh, Sherwood, Sherwood, Oregon. Oh, nice. So, but uh, here on the coast where I live, I do have ten acres. Um, so if you want to stay, if you want to stay in Washington, we can uh, you can come on down and use the ten acres. I got a little bit of uh, targets set up. Nothing nothing crazy, but. Uh, right we're allowed to shoot pretty much anything and everything. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's so awesome. So, you know, with everything going on, I mean, 
where you're at specifically, I mean, this has now switching gears from, from threat dynamics to your community. What has been the impact? I mean, it's just like massive, you know what I'm saying? What in your community that you've seen? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, my, my town's not super big. Uh, we, I think the city of Raymond itself, I don't live in the city, but the city of Raymond itself has about 3,400 people population, uh, a couple stores, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, off work right now uh, due to the COVID-19. Um, so I pretty much stay at home, but when I need to go get my essentials some food, stuff like that, it's, it's a ghost town. It's, it's pretty crazy. Just, just, how this has impacted everybody um you know we're we're staying home more and my, my kids are well officially they're they're done with school so right. i i'm uh i'm teaching my kids at home so I, I definitely have a huge a lot more more respect than i already had for teachers i mean it's and i'm only teaching two kids they're teaching 30 40 kids at a time so right. hats off to teachers yeah 100 i mean it's like here in, in olympia it's like you could see everything just shut down. I'm talking all the restaurants, all all the Mexican homies. They got their restaurants closed down and all. Yeah, that. yeah. It's it's. I, I really hope the government comes up with something to uh, help financially the small businesses because that's. I mean, that's what the community is about. Right. Having those small businesses and supporting them when uh, they've always supported us. You know. hundred percent. I think that you know they're always going to be the backbone. They've always started off as the backbone. I mean, if it wasn't for them. You know, everybody would like leave the area you know oh yeah yeah if, if you know we're such a small town if some of these some of these businesses may not recover and that's that's going to have a huge impact in our small community so yeah i mean it's like i was reading uh I, I don't know, Jason, if you want to look at this, but uh, I was reading somewhere that it's like 6.6 .6 million people in the United States are unemployed and the numbers are possibly bigger than that. How crazy is it that we're living in a town like this right now that this is happening and we are witnessing this, you know? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think I could ever have imagined in my lifetime seeing, let alone living, something where the, the whole United States is... I mean, we're practically shut down over a, a virus that spreads like wildfire. It's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's mind-boggling. Huh. I mean, do you, what do you, what do you think personally? I mean, do you, do you think there, there is an end, right? Do you think it's going to be quick? Do you think it's going to be? Um, you, you know, what's great about uh, the United States and the world, we're very, uh, it seems that we're very proactive on, what's going on and uh we have some brilliant minds and um if all goes well i think i think a cure can be found pretty quickly yeah I, at least at least i would hope uh yeah. you know because this is it's it's pretty crazy that it can uh supposedly live in the air for nine hours uh you know live on surfaces for days and i mean, that's that's crazy that's unreal man you know i mean that's that's why where everybody's you know drying out their hands, getting their little wrinkly pad hands. Right, right. <laughs> Everybody washing their hands, man. It's unreal, you know. It's like it wasn't. It's not a newsflash. It's nothing new. Right, right. Your damn hands. <laughs> you know, it's unreal. It's unreal that people think it's like, oh man, you know, this is such a, and what a crazy thing to to like hoard this toilet paper to. Come on. Yeah, my my family, we had to. Uh, 
I can't remember how many rolls we bought off of online because we couldn't find anywhere else. We paid over a hundred dollars for toilet paper, just just to just to have toilet paper because we're we're running low on our stock because toilet paper is not something we stock up in this house. We we stock up on uh, the essentials, food, water, ammo, you know, stuff like that. Ammo is always important, man. That that is right. That is right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, you know, that's just unreal. It's what a time we live in, man. (laughs) So, you know, with all that, I mean, what do you think this whole, this whole situation now that uh, they're canceling like everything, events, um, metal, like music concerts. I was reading concerts are being shut down there thinking about till 2021 so next year oh man yeah so i was supposed to go to five figure death punch uh papa roach concert uh april 15th in portland i uh, got myself vip tickets as a gra- graduation present because i got my uh, bachelor's degree in criminal justice so i was like Ooh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah congratulations to myself so i'm gonna hook it up and uh yeah so that got canceled so i'm a little worried that I may never get to go to that for quite a while. Oh man. Uh, you know, that's, and they're, you know, that's their livelihood too. They're musicians. That's, that's all they do. So if they're shut down, how do they get paid? You know? Yeah. I must live off of royalties and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And then you got the smaller, the smaller guys that are opening for these big guys that are only making, you know, ends meet, just, just living their dream. And now they, they don't get to do that. So that's, I mean, it's, it affects everybody. It doesn't matter if you're, some homeless guy or some rich guy, uh, you know, you, it, it's affected everybody, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah, that's unreal. You know, we got to uh, listening to some bands, and they were talking on their little on their podcast. You know, they're they're always plugging, hey man, you got to, you know, if you support us, man, go buy your merch and this and that. I mean, that's not different than any time you go see them in a live concert setting or anything like that. But now it's like now they're completely relying on us. You know. Yeah, 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 them, for sure. I mean, you know them the stores you know they're like oh yeah you know curbside takeout now and, and everybody. yeah everybody yeah everybody's doing that and you know we've we've tried to eat at home and uh we did we've done a couple of times just to support the local businesses and stuff but it's yeah it's just it's tough on everybody it's just crazy yeah that's unreal man i mean it's unreal i mean no metal shows man i mean <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about this, dude? Our Motley Crue is still thinking about playing this summer. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I just, I don't know. I mean, if they want to do like a, a, a video, a video, a live video one, sure. But I, I just, I don't see it happening. Yeah, Code Orange did that. They had their, I mean, I don't know if you listen to Code Orange. They're, they're like these monsters from pittsburgh just monster metal band i mean they put out their cd and nobody showed up because of all this this lockdown and they played the show anyway and it, instead of playing to a full venue they played to an empty venue and live streamed it I, I, I think that's the way to go at this point <laughs> that's probably the only way you see all these other people you know doing live live stream com or live streams on their uh on the computer doing um live shows uh you know i think that's what's going to happen now i mean i think this whole this this covid19 thing is is a restructuring of how we all think now yeah it's uh, it's i don't think it's ever ever going to be the same it's it's yeah this is the new normal yeah yeah i mean you know it's just a strange thing (laughs) such a strange thing oh man so let me ask you something man you guys are secluded 
four yeah. walls. You guys are locked in place. You guys are locked down. What do you got on your TV? Well, uh, well, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. That just, that just, uh, <laughs> they just released season three. But uh, I did. My my wife and I binge watched uh, Ozark, and oh, yes. I think we, I think we watched it in a day. And, oops, sorry. Uh, we watched it in a day and like a couple hours. We it was really good. I'm I'm, I'm ready for the next season already. Season four. Uh, yeah, yeah. That'll be a couple years from now, but you know. Yeah, it was um, good. We watched, uh, well, I watched Tiger King. My wife really couldn't, really couldn't handle Tiger King, but uh, definitely had to watch that. The big hype on that was, it was hilarious. Uh, Do you think she uh, did it? Do you think she killed him? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Do you think that Joe Exotic's prison sentence was far too aggressive? Absolutely. Just, you know, just based off of watching the documentary and how – you know, they portrayed it as being handled by the federal government. Uh, I don't I don't think he got a fair shot at things. Yeah, I, I, you know, remember, I don't know if you heard of the guy, Tim Lambesis, who was the lead singer for As I Lay Dying. He got five years for trying to solicit somebody to, to kill his wife, right? I, I think I remember time. that, yeah. He, he served his time. He's out. He, he's doing good. I, you know, I listen to the band anyway. But five years, served his time. Joe Exotic does the same exact thing, doesn't he followed through? Did he he got the, the, the agent and then got caught and then what they just start piling things on him, do you think? Yeah, that's you know, it's unfortunate. Uh some some prosecutors, you know, stuff they, they enjoy just piling stuff on, you know. Prison is for rehabilitation. So if you're gonna make somebody do twenty two years for a bunch of, you know. Not saying that animal cruelty didn't happen or anything like that, uh, you know, but you gotta ha you gotta have a damn solid case. Yeah, it's gotta be stuff like that, you know. That's you're just smacking the guy around now just because, you know. <laughs> Some of those things, man. I mean, <laughs> and you know, why why was he the only one charged? You know. Yeah. What about what, the uh, what about the uh, the lion Jesus over on the, on the East Coast? What was his name? With the four or five wives or whatever. Oh. Uh, Doc, Doc Anto, yeah. <laughs> why, why, what, why did he get in trouble? You know? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, 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 you know, it is. It's a documentary, so we only get to see bits and pieces of stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty wild show. It, uh, hopefully, I, I think I read an article. Uh, President Trump's gonna look into. Uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic, one of the media members, uh, asked him if he was going to pardon him, which, uh, you know, maybe his case doesn't he looked into, at the very least. You know, I wouldn't go as far as the presidential level. I mean, he's got yeah. his hands full, but, you know, I, I, yeah, I read the same article, I think it was, and he, and I saw the interview, and I was like, yeah. wow, they're really taking his time talking about Joe Exotic. Wow. <laughs> and he's got better things to talk about than Joe Exotic. You know? Yeah. At this time, probably. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, you know, news is a funny thing, man. I, I just never know what what's real, what's not, you know? It's hard to yeah. tell. Yeah, and that's why I, I, I try to stay away from it as much as I can. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but, yeah. you know, you got to kind of find your own facts these days. Yeah. Compile lots of things and make facts out of something. Yeah, that, and that's why it's like, you know, this whole, you know, this whole global community, I got like buddies all over now on, on different continents now. And it's like, 
you know, I want to go, hey, man, what's going on over there, you know? And, and now we got this, like, you know, close network friend of friends that, you know, everybody just, like, communicate information, whereas now we were before relying on world news, you know? Yep, yep. You know, what's fabricated, what's not, you know? You know, I was uh, I was reading this thing on uh, Iran. They found, let me see, I wrote it down because I thought it was so absurd. They found that drinking alcohol and some listen to this this is just funny oh i just where the heck is it sorry about that uh dang there there <laughs> this thing was so hilarious i couldn't believe it there was a 600 listen to this there was around 3000 excuse me 3000 are now hospitalized for drinking alcohol thinking that that was going to cure the coronavirus in Iran. <laughs> you think that's true? You think it's some, just some fake news? And like, oh man, that's what happened over there. Uh, you, you know, uh, my time in Iraq, uh, you know, uh, staying. You served time you know, there, huh? I, I did. Uh, the religion, you know, they're very religious people. So Muslims and, and my experience aren't huge drinkers, you know, and that's, that's just a limited experience, obviously. So uh you know but you have also have the kurdistan, kurdistan people there the christians and so they they tend to drink a little bit but i don't know about three thousand people uh maybe stretching a little bit <laughs> everybody just all of a sudden come down with like alcohol poisoning that's what it is isn't it it's gotta be you know what i mean it's like uh, yeah either that or they're drinking uh hand sanitizer Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of there's alcohol in the inside. Try to clean out the insides too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey Sean. Wait. Yeah. What made you decide to join the military? Let's go back to that. I'm interested. Oh boy. I'm interested. All right. Well, uh, I was kind of a, a little shithead as a uh, teenager. Uh, I live with my mom. My mom and dad were divorced, and so I kind of took advantage of that. Uh, didn't really care about school, anything like that. And had a couple of buddies join the army. Uh, well, so yeah, they and they had gone off to Iraq and stuff, and so that made me want to join and serve the country. And uh, it was it, it definitely changed my life. I, I turned into a a growing, mature young man. Uh, you know taking some responsibility in life and stuff like that and i wouldn't have changed the thing about it where were you first where were you first deployed uh i was i've only been deployed to iraq i was there for 15 months okay okay sorry adam go ahead no that's good Ed. I mean, so you spent the whole the whole time you were deployed there i mean how many times had, you there? uh just just one time basically the whole 15 months we had a little uh Oh, R and R. I had like a couple weeks off. I flew back to the states and stuff, but the the rest of the time was all in Iraq. Mm. Where'd you go after that? Is that when you got into law enforcement? Uh, so so I was stationed at Fort Lewis. So shortly after uh, uh, coming back from Iraq, I I finished my three and a half year uh, commitment to the army. Uh, so I I got out. Um, and I met my my wife, not my wife then, but a, a girl, right, uh, a girl. After Iraq and stuff, and we, 
we kind of hit it up and uh I went back to Mississippi where I'm from and I flew her back and a friend and she stayed for about a month and I had a mill job for a little bit and it was just kind of eh and so she wanted to come back here and uh we came back I proposed to her on the way up nice. uh, and then I've been living here ever since Dang. Okay. Dang. and started your family your your farm and your family and- <laughs> that's right yeah so, you said how many acres do you have on your farm? I have ten acres. Oh man, so you're you're working it, aren't you? Especially now with this downtime, huh? Yeah, I actually I actually rubber tilled my garden yesterday. Uh, we got to start getting our uh, starts in there and see what happens. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love I love I love the fact that we can cut in our own dirt and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's you know it's the thing we kind of take for granted. You know, there's uh, the bigger cities they don't they don't get to do that and. Technology has helped out quite a bit where you can have your little in-home in-home garden on the windowsill, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. nothing beats a, beats a home garden. Nothing, nothing. I mean, huge gardens, especially because you're just like, you know, where I'm at right here, I'm like right smack in the middle of Olympia. You know, we have nothing but homeless and olds and it's just gnarly. But I'm like, I got a little little plot that I cut in. I just grow zucchinis and cucumbers and right in the middle of the city, man. Heck yeah. (laughs) You know? And, you know, it's cool. You know, I went out last night to to Rainier and rode her to my mom's garden. Very nice. Yeah, she's like, she's looking for me in the window. She's like, hi, son. And she wants to come (laughs) out. I'm like, you stay in there, dang it. You know, I'll rode her till I'll leave, you know? Yeah. Awesome, man, you know? So are you teaching your kids how to do all that? Live off Uh, the land? Yeah, uh, I, you know, this is, I think this is my third year gardening. So uh, every year I, I learn a little bit more, you know, you could, you could pop online and learn some good techniques, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, so we're, my youngest really likes uh, getting dirty, stuff like that. So he doesn't mind getting down in the ground and helping, helping me out. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. So what was, what did you learn in the army? What was your job? Uh, I was an infantryman. So basically, a a door kicker. <laughs> that's a that's gotta be a stressful job, man. And only the things I've seen and and heard from people that that door kickers are just like. Yeah, you know what? Be like at the time of being over there, I, I didn't even didn't even really think too much of it. It's I just had a blast, and you know, you got your brothers to your left and to your right, and that, that was my family, and uh, those guys will always be my family. So it, they. You know, even in the in the crappy times, it was it was fun because of them. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you, Just thank like you for your job. service. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, my pre- pleasure. Excuse me. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you. You know, I was like, you yeah. know, we were talking with Sean. It's like that. He's like, you gotta talk to that guy, man. You gotta get you know, go hang out with that guy, hook him up, and talk to him. And I'm, that's that's where we became friends, dude. You know, <laughs> I was like, right. yeah. that's cool shit, dude. Hell yeah. So. Now, I mean, so now you, you're law enforcement. You cruise around. You what do you got? A little horse and buggy out there, Raymond, or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they 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 have patrol cars around here. They, they oh, got what? The, they got the little Ford, uh, the Ford Explorer SUVs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you got to for that out there, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then the county, the county units around here, they've all gone to the Ford F one fifty trucks. Uh, you know, we have a lot of logging roads and stuff out here. Just a lot of, a lot of area that you may or may not need four wheel drive, and why not have it anyway? And it gets the same gas mileage as 
most of the the uh the police cars around here because they're they're uh the v8 stuff like that so yeah 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 i like it out there that's that's where a lot of the buddies go out there to go hunting out there yeah it's uh i've been hunting for a couple of years out here it's it's good but they're starting to change some things where it's uh it's basically pay to play uh you have oh. to go you have to pay uh warehouse or one of the biggest uh timber companies in the world you have to pay them like last time i paid it was gosh 300 something dollars just to access their land yep. and i guess you get to cut some firewood stuff like that but i mean it's just it's pretty wild um but we do have some state land out here but uh there are a lot of uh out of towners that come down here and hunt during elk season and stuff which kind of crowds the area up a little bit for the free free hunting areas so uh, but it, it is definitely uh, a really beautiful area to be hunting in. Just, just I just I don't even care if I kill anything. I mean, that's just the the plus of it. You're out in nature, and it's beautiful out here. Just walking around. Yeah, yeah. So out there, you have uh, out here in, in Rainier, we have there was a couple bears out there. There's obviously a couple cats, and then elk and deer. You got the same thing, same things over there in your neck. Yeah, we have uh, the cougars. You know, bobcats. We have quite a bit of coyotes out here, uh, deer, elk, uh, a lot of waterfowl because we're on the coast here. We have quite a bit of duck hunting. I've, I've never really got into the duck hunting. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll give it a shot. But, uh, yeah, I'm primarily just uh, the elk and deer. Bear, uh, you know, if I see a cougar, that'd be bad. <laughs> Those things are gnarly, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, they are. We, we've had... Uh, in the distance on our land at night, we've heard some some weird noises, and I I uh, YouTube cougar cougar screaming, and it sounded just like that. It sounds like a monkey getting hurt, or so I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of a little unsettling, but uh, little I've bit. never I've never got to see one uh, out here. Thank goodness. Yeah. So on your farm, do you have like uh like you have you got a regular like chickens and? Oh uh, yeah. So we have we actually just got. Oops, we have just what's that oh, okay all right yeah anyway uh so we actually just bought seven more chicks uh we had 10 chickens we're down to six uh, adult chickens right now uh gonna get some other wildlife got them coyote uh hawks we have actually a couple bald eagles i've seen frequently in the area so yeah uh, yeah down to get them huh yeah 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 but now we're, we're uh primarily chicken farmers around here so. yeah that's what uh, I was okay. wondering. It's like, you know, what we got out there, like hunting your chickens. I mean, it's like is the coyotes come down, raccoons get them. What, uh, what? Is, you know, I would if if I had access to a thermal uh, optic or something like that, or night vision, I would definitely, uh, <laughs> I would definitely uh, do some hunting. We could just get on the roof and talk something and do a little baiting. We'll talk uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later i got some buddies who uh we'll talk later okay okay yeah yeah uh, you know we we actually during this uh crisis we actually looked into getting cows uh but they're they're a tad expensive just right off the bat i think the cheapest we found was a thousand dollars for a calf uh and we were thinking two of them so that would that'd be quite expensive but yeah, one of I these got, days, I, I'd like to get a couple. No, I got a couple of friends. Well, well, like I said, we'll talk later about that. <laughs> I got friends who actually have farms that uh, that sell their cattle. and, uh, and Oh, man, I would. The boys, my, my two boys have just been bugging the crap out of me. And then 
all this stuff happened and we're like, ooh, gosh, we should get some we should get some pigs, some cows, you know, for the long haul just in case. Yeah, yeah. And then plus you get to feed them and you know exactly what's going into there, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's organic right there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So quite a weird question. You gonna name them? You name these animals? <laughs> uh, actually, so when so we've had a couple, uh, I guess you could call them batches of chickens that we uh, raised. Um, our first batch, we named them all. Uh, we have one original from that batch. Um, and then the other ones, other batch, we didn't really name any of them. The kids, I think the kids might have named them. Uh, and then we bought, we bought a lavender, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, some kind of lavender uh, variation of a chicken. Uh, we raised it inside and it's basically like a parrot. It will sit on my shoulder. Uh, super cool chicken. You know, you can run and go pick it up anytime you want. So we, we named her uh, Lav. The kids named her Lav. So uh, so we'll probably name this batch. Um, and we, we just, we eat the eggs. We don't, we don't uh, butcher them or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they, I guess if they stopped laying eggs and uh, the COVID-19 crisis went into some crazy stuff we may we may have to let loose on a couple and eat them but yeah you know my mom does that oh i'll get so you know those 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 uh, egg layers and then she's like all of a sudden one day she's like you know what you know her best the best uh trying to be completely american but she's got this heavy thick mexican accent she's like i think i'm gonna go give me a chicken (laughs) boom in the pot like what All right, you know, but you know, it's all self-sustaining. It's all organic. It's all right oh, absolutely. There. That's 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 kind of our goal here is to be as self-sustaining as we can be. You know, if, if you know if something were to happen and it, it's kind of happening to a certain extent. So with ten acres, you have ten acres. Awesome house, probably. Do you have a greenhouse? Um. So we had a greenhouse when it first when we first bought the uh, the farm. Um, it needed a little bit of work and so we just we just went ahead and took it down um yeah i don't have a greenhouse anymore no. um, my my in-laws do have a, a greenhouse though yeah yeah well, i think that's like you know one of the one of the saving graces during the during the winter you know it's like you have sure you have the the uh the harvest when that comes through with everything else but i mean there's some of them you know that you can grow year round yeah which would be so awesome to be self-sustaining year-round, not have to go to the store, buy stuff, like, you know, it would be amazing. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah, and there, I mean, people don't really have that luxury of having that, uh, you know, ability to do that, and so they just, they go and buy their produce for whatever the price is, and, uh, you know, eventually it could be a lot cheaper after you start up for your greenhouse, all that stuff, it, it gets pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, unreal unreal stuff man i mean i think everybody should learn that i mean i i thought at one point they had to you know teaching that in the schools you know it's like uh, i i remember you know mrs adhow uh was teaching I, I don't know if it was called home ec or whatever but you know we learned how to cook we learned how to garden you know stuff like that and you know that was one it, it was a required class to graduate uh back in mississippi so you know i don't know if they still teach something like that there but i definitely think uh, some sort of life course, at least uh, half of uh, half a semester, quarter, you know, term, whatever it's called here, needs to be implemented in high school. Hundred percent. These kids get out of school and they're like, "Whoa, what do we do now?" 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, do you know how to do your taxes? Do you know how to file for this and that? I mean, that you're right, dude. 100% agree with you. That would be, that is one of the key things that somebody should learn how to do is like be self-sustaining at all levels, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you get a, at least, at least the basics of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a start. You know, this is how you grow. This is how you file. This is how you do your taxes. This is how, this is how you dress for work. This is your attitude you're supposed to have. This is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, here's how to excel in life early on, not, not setting, uh, you know, these young adults up for, I don't necessarily want to say failure, but if, if we could teach these kids the right way, you know, before they're set out into the real world as, 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 you know, we call it, I, I think we'd see a lot more successful businesses, uh, you know, as well as setting up those young adults for success. Oh, hundred percent. Then you'd have people who would, would not just any signs of, uh, of rough times, just abandon all hope or, Oh yeah, just quit. Just, you know what? No, nah, it's too hard. I'm going to quit. You know, I, I, I've seen it a couple of times where people, you know, they, they think their job's so hard that I'm just going to quit and get unemployment. Yeah. What? What? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Come on. You, life's tough. You got to try hard. You got to earn your money. Or if you want more money, you got to go out and get yourself educated. You know, that's, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. So yeah, I, <laughs> we need yeah. something set up in school. Yeah. I, I, you're right, man. I mean, you know, it, it, our lessons as parents can only go so far before the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, both of my kids are starting to do that already. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I got a 19 year old and a, and a seven year old about to be eight. And, you know, the 19 year old obviously is like, yeah, okay, dad. All right. And that's yeah. my daughter. But my boy, he's like, oh, man, okay, cool. And all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, he's like, you know, so, dad, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to fight these zombies, but they don't want to, you know, I got to go do this exercise. And, then I gotta, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I have that healthy balance, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, you, as law enforcement, I mean, this is one of the questions I always like to talk to, even you know, any kind of law enforcement officers. Uh, your job, when you go out, do you, in Raymond, you know, probably not as high crime as you have in Olympia or Seattle, but is it stressful leaving the house? You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just clarify something real quick. Uh, so I'm, I'm former law enforcement, but oh. yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was with Raymond for six and a half years. So, but I'm no no longer in law enforcement. Uh, you just retired, or just uh, kind of got pushed out a little bit. It's a it's a long story, uh, but it, you know it is what it is. Uh, it's it's helped me grow. Uh, you know, I buckled down and uh, did my AA in like six months and got my BA in I think nine months. Uh, and now I'm on to my master's degree in criminal justice. So, what do you think's next, attorney? No, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I, w- I would love to get back into law enforcement, but uh, it's been it's been good with the family not doing shift work. Uh, shift work is killer on families. Yes, it uh, is. You know, to anybody that does that, big props to you. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to do. I, I would love to have my own business as a firearms instructor down here, but uh, you know, it's 
the small community you got to kind of live in in a, in a larger area to do something like that but yeah. we'll see you know the army uh one of the best things the army did was uh i got the the gi bill so i'm i'm actually getting paid to go to school and the school is getting paid for so it's a it's a win-win why not yeah 100 percent, 100 you see it's going to be you know it's one of those things what do you want to do you just you know right now you're in that stage where you're like it's time to learn just learn take everything yeah. in and decide later huh that's right yeah yeah that's cool man you know not all a lot of us get that opportunity and i think that i think that uh you know you definitely deserve it as, as a veteran you definitely deserve that kind of opportunity you know what i mean yeah uh, i got a lot of buddies of mine who are just like you see them they get out of the army and first thing they do is like yeah you know what i'm growing a beard and i'm drinking <laughs> I think that's kind of the mandatory thing these days, you know. <laughs> Just kind of got to let loose. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. So uh, I did that for a while, but yeah. <laughs> you reeled it back in, huh? Just I, like, I did. I did. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let your hair down, buddy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, what else was on your mind there, sir? Anything? Uh, anything on top of your mind you want to talk about? Anything you're thinking about? Uh, you know, I, I wish I could go buy a pistol right now, but uh, the, the circumstances are, yeah, I see that. Lock <laughs> yeah, 17. I need, I need, uh, I need a concealed pistol. I, I have a, a Sig Sauer P226 Scorpion that I carry. It's a, it's a tad big in the summertime, you know, as we get into this nice weather, we're wearing uh, shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, so I was looking at the, uh, oh, what was I going to get? Either the Sig, uh, p365 xl or the uh p320x carry oh nice. uh, but uh you know the the circumstances are we can't we can't go buy guns right now technically so we'll talk a little, little, little stuff <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah my favorite carry uh can still carry is uh well obviously this this glock here that i'm just like you know completely stoked about you know zev arms because when i was working at mega arms zev arms came in and bought mega and so now they're doing Zev stuff down there. Nice. And, and one of my buddies, you know, did that slide. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'll trade you this for that. And I'm like, cool, I'll take it. You know, so I got that <laughs> slide. And then uh, I got buddies over to Zach Rosenquist. Uh, he, big shout out to that guy, Killer Innovations. He's gonna, oh, yeah. Yeah, those, those, we're going to get Zach on the podcast. And I want you to come back. And I want you to come back. Oh, absolutely. Out. That cat is funny, dude. He's just fun. You need to, we'll, we'll have conversation with him. Anyway, so he's going to hook this up. We're going to, you know, and I don't know, it's going to be all of a sudden, it's going to go from like this size to boom, this size with a compensator with all sorts of goodies and bells and whistles mm -hmm. on it. Nice. So, but uh, my, my favorite carry that I'm still still trying to get is that single stack nine, the Glock, what is it, Glock 43? The, uh, let's see. Yeah, I believe it's the Glock 43. It's been a while since I've been up to threat, but yeah, they had one for uh, rent. It's a nice little gun. Yeah, nice little. Or you, could, or you could do the uh, Glock forty-eight. The, the little right in the blouse pocket. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So when are we going down there, man? Where are we gonna? Where where are we where are we gonna go learn to shoot? We gonna? Uh, uh, you know, right now, I mean, we can definitely do the uh, mandated six foot thing uh, at my house. Uh, we could set up some targets. Do that. I don't mind. We do a little grilling. Uh, I've gotten I've gotten super big into grilling and smoking and stuff like that. It's taken a couple of years for 
to, to learn the, the kind of tricks and stuff. I'm still learning, obviously, but yeah, I, we do that, have a little cookout, something like that. But yeah, I'm always down to shoot. I actually just got got some ammo in nice. that day. Ordered, ordered some few. My tin of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you know, talking about grilling and smoking, dude. What about, what is it that you got for a smoker? You got a like everybody's got the triggers. Uh, I don't do Traeger. There's, uh, I have a Green Mountain Grill, uh, Jim Bowie. Uh, Traegers are nice. Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, but since the Traeger brothers no longer even work for the company or own the company, uh, they've gone to uh, overseas manufacturing and stuff like that, kind of cutting corners from what they used to be. And uh, I'm a part of a couple of Facebook, like grill addicts, like stuff like that. And uh you know everybody kind of trashes traeger as being the cheap they're, they're not cheap but the the cheaper manufactured more expensive stuff where i can get my thicker metal stuff like that from the green mountain grill uh a big one is uh they call it the rec tech the 700 it's it's about 1500 dollars uh that was a little bit out of my budget uh i think mine was 899 i bought it down in uh in trailia shahalis area and it's it's been fantastic so it's made locally. Um, it's no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's made in the USA. Actually, I think it's Chinese made, something like that. But uh, it's sticker metal. They don't, they don't use cheap stuff like that. And um, you know, in the winter time, if you have that really, really uh, uh, slim metal, it, it doesn't hold the heat as well. Right. Uh, I, I know in most of the Traegers on their systems, there's like a 30 degree uh, temperature influx, which is really not a, a good thing so uh, as, as you're researching whatever grill you're looking for definitely take the time and look for that um, you know I I took almost a year to find a smoker that I liked do you think that uh, you know you think that with you know not only just like you know products like smoking products and things like that barbecue products do you think us as people as a whole will start looking locally start looking you know trying to keep all this you know the money in the united states or try to keep you know supporting each other do you think that's going to happen more i i you know i hope one of the biggest things that comes away from all this is you know all, all of our stuff is all of our medical things and uh the vast majority is is made in china <laughs> you know and, and so they shut their country down oh crap we don't have medical supplies oh crap we don't have this you know yeah. bring it back to the United States. And, and you know, uh, the president had, had been doing, as far as I could tell from the news, the president had been doing a pretty darn good job of having some manufacturer jobs come back to the United States, stuff like that. And I'm sure it's a pretty tough deal to do at first. It costs some money, but uh, when situations arise where you need uh, products manufactured, you don't have to do the, uh, the defense manufacturing order, or whatever. I can't remember what it's called, the, uh, where they enacted like companies, you're, you're, hey, you're going to make this because I said so. Uh, oh, well. You know, we, we could have we could have those manufacturers here, and uh, eventually, I, I think it would become cheaper products because you're not having to outsource it and stuff. And you know, you're not having to pay all the taxes to bring them yeah, in from another. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you're giving you're giving jobs to American people. You know, uh, that's a huge. That's going to be a huge thing here. Once all this blows over, we've got, I don't know, uh, 10 million, whatever it was, that's uh, at least taking unemployment. 
yeah. they're going to need some jobs if, yeah. if they can't go back to the jobs because you know they're they're done or whatever so what yeah we definitely i'm oh, sorry dude what do you no, think is, what do you think is going to happen all of a sudden everything's open imagine imagine the scenario everything's open everything <laughs> stores uh restaurants um, the economy is very pretty much going to be sitting there and everybody all of a sudden is just going to be this giant influx of finances. What do you think is going to, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be a massive crash? Do you think it's going to be successful? Um, I think we should keep an eye on what happens in China um, because they, I think they released their, uh, uh, their stay home order or whatever. Um, so I think we should watch China and see what happens. You know, if there's a, a a redo of the virus that comes back to them because they just released everybody, or what happens. Um, I think I think it's going to be good for the economy. I mean, it's, it's going to be a big boost. Um, you know, got the stimulus checks coming, stuff like that, and hopefully people don't go out and blow it on stupid stuff. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, those are, that's not stupid. <laughs> no, oh, you know, right. save those up for a, a rainy day because the majority of Americans, uh, unfortunately, live paycheck to paycheck for the most part and don't have a, a savings to possibly, you know, fight this out. And I, I think I think the major establishments are going to be hurt, you know, banks, stuff like that, stocks, but uh I think it's going to be okay. I think some small businesses may may not survive, but I, I hope the government is smart enough to you know give them some some backup and help them out. The banks, uh, I know our bank has been really cool. Uh, we've we've got to kind of my wife uh, lost some of her wage and stuff, so the bank let us kind of uh, push our uh, payments out a little bit. Nice. So I'm hoping they're doing that with the the businesses and stuff that really need it and helping them survive now that is, that's all pending the the the, the COVID-19 being done as we're open for it. that's why we got to keep that close eye on China yeah 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 I think so I think you know because the pictures that I saw you know again it's the media uh there, there are thousands of people just out and about you know enjoying the country enjoying the scenes which is great but that you, you there was just a, a highly contagious virus uh, everywhere, yeah. you know, killing killing people, and you know now we're just going to be, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you know, walking around. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope as Americans we we kind of, you know, we can go about our day, but not rush everywhere. I I, I remember a couple of weeks ago when they didn't have the stay at home order here. Uh, a lot of people from out of town came down to Long Beach and the Oregon coast. I mean. It was thousands of people Dang. just just flooding the parks and stuff like that. <laughs> Here we have a virus that's highly contagious, killing people. And oh, hey, it's nice out. Let's thousands of people. Let's go out right beside each other and do this to, uh, you know, the small communities. We have we have a great hospital here, but it, it's it's definitely not set up to uh, house. I don't know more than ten twenty. Uh, people, if they were to have the virus, uh, you know, I, I think Garfield County and Pacific County, the county I live in, are the only two that don't have a, a positive uh, test for that. Uh, and again, we're small, so we we have a limited number of testing. I think they just started doing drive-through testing, which is fantastic. But yeah. uh, 
you know, I, I, I'd imagine there's probably a couple cases around here that have happened and, you know, maybe, maybe people have gotten well from it because there's uh, the way I've seen it is there's kind of a variety of symptoms that happen and, you know, most of the people just recover from it. Wow. I had a fever. Uh, I didn't test positive for flu. It was a, a it was a respiratory infection. I'm good to go, you know, right. before all the stuff came out. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. For sure, man. I mean, it's it's just, like I said before, man. It's a, such a strange time that we're living in here, and that's part of maybe one of the main reasons you know I reached out to Jason is to do these podcasts. You know, is because you know I don't want to necessarily talk about you know music, which I'm just like absolutely love anyway, but everything in the in in general without bias, without borders, without constraint, or without you know judgment. It's just you know getting here talking, getting talking to some you know interesting people. You and I have talked that we yeah. wanted to do, you know, podcast for a while. Um, another buddy of mine wants to get in on the on the action with you as well. His name is uh, uh, Kendall Jackson. He's a Thurston County Sheriff right now. Or oh, nice. Officer. Nice. And then I want to get Zach in here. And it would be interesting to get all of us, you know, to just shoot the shit, you know, see us. That's cool, man. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Here's one <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. I love it. I wish they would just let me have like chickens here in the lithium mine. You know, I mean, like three. I'll put pants on them. I don't care. You know, oh, that'd be awesome. They, they do have. They sell chicken pants somewhere. My wife found it. I was like, oh my gosh, if you get our chicken pants. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Hell yeah. So. All right, man. So we've done this thing for about almost almost uh, a little bit more than an hour right now. But man, you you got any shout outs? Any shout outs to anybody in particular? I want to give my a shout out to my to my current work. Uh, the ladies at the Pacific County uh, Court Clerk's Office. They're holding it down. Uh, I'm playing daddy daycare and daddy teacher right now. And uh, those guys are some of those guys are going into work and stuff like that and fighting a good fight and. Uh, shout out to all my my boys and gals at uh, Threat Dynamics for sure. Threat Dynamics, yes, hell yeah. And my boy, my boy KP Sawyer, he's he's down there. Uh, he's a he's working for. I don't know if you've heard of X Products. Uh-uh. That's that flamethrowers and uh, beer can cannons that hook up to AR. We can definitely get them down on the farm. I'm already interested. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. You know, cool. You know, I'm going to give a couple shout outs myself. You know, uh, my homeboy, uh, Tim Reese, uh, Zach Rosenquist at Killer Innovations. Uh, that guy, when he gets on this podcast, I want you to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, definitely have me as many times as you want to. I'm, I would definitely love to meet him. Uh, I've been I've been oogling uh, Killer Innovation stuff for <laughs> quite a long time. So that would be cool. Great company, man. Great company. I mean, when I was at Mega, we were doing the Arias chassis for those guys. Yes. And they would come in, and you would see them all the time. And the interaction was just such, such cool. They weren't, they weren't uh, competitive. They weren't. They were just people, and they were cool. It's just a great company. So, you know, I, I can't wait for you, to, you know, to have a conversation with Zach and those guys. You know, whoever. Um, uh, another uh, shout out uh, for me is. Uh, Miss uh, Noir Bruja, Miss Ella, uh, she's a great person. I want you guys to, you know, check her out. Great person. Oh, and also, the most important thing, you know, you touched on it too, you know, your your people of Pacific County. I'm going to shout out especially to all my 
all my people as emergency responders, law enforcement officers, nurses, um, all my crew at DOT, because we are out there in this whole, we should be home, but we're essential. You know, we're, Absolutely. we're emergency. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Definitely second that for sure. For sure. Sean, thank you so much, my man. Thank you hey, so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, I look forward to more. This has been a fantastic experience. Awesome. And, and you know, as soon as all this semester, uh, you know, blows up, let's get our families together, let's get barbecues. And now, 3 a.m. in its entirety by Carl Johan Wittner's Warhead. Warhead.